Good morning, everybody. How are we all doing? Welcome, church. Hey, we're here to worship. We're going to worship the Lord in a glorious day. Guy, what wonderful weather we have. Aren't you glad we're here in California and not in Texas? Uh, let's pray for the people in Texas. Boy, they've had a tough time of it. But let's worship the Lord today. We're going to start out with a neat song. Maybe you haven't heard it before, but it's a song from Will, uh, Phil Wickham called Cannons.
Give it up to the Lord, everybody. Give it up. Well, it's great to be here. What a wonderful Sunday we have. We have uh, Terry McFadden's going to be here preaching for you today. And what an inspirational preacher she is. We look so forward to that. But now, we're t before we get started, we're just going to open the heart, open your heart up to, to worship, to to connect with God, and that's the, that's the whole thing about worship is it just, its ability to just connect with Him and sing. You don't have to be a great singer. You just have to open up your heart to Him. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.
some announcements for you. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Good, so good to see everyone on the lawn and in the parking lot. Um, how's everyone this morning? Are you having a great day? It's a beautiful day today in Covina. A wonderful day to praise and worship and celebrate the Lord. Uh, and we're so glad we have Terry here today. Before we get started, I just want to, you know, we've had a lot of bad news uh, going on lately, and we like good news here at New Heart Foursquare Church. Do you all like good news? Well, the good news is, I'm not sure, I don't know if my dad wanted to share this, but I'm going to share it anyway, because I'm really excited about it. My dad had a CT scan this week. They keep, um, they keep, yeah, it was a lot of fun. He really was excited about it. They, uh, they keep uh, monitoring him every six months, because, uh, you know, he had lymphoma a year and a half ago. Uh, but uh, they did a CT scan, and there's no trace of lymphoma. And not only is there no trace of lymphoma, the scar tissue is shrinking. The scar tissue is shrinking. So we're so excited. We wanted to give that to you. It's definitely good news. So, uh, yeah. Um, so today we have, um, Cheryl's going to come up a little bit later um, for us, but Today we have baby bottles again, and I didn't really do it justice last week, and Cheryl's going to explain all about choices and all the great work that they're doing uh, for women uh, facing unplanned pregnancy. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know before she gets up, if you know anyone facing an unplanned pregnancy, if you could have them uh, call, nine and Bill's going to put it up on the screen right now, 909-444-2999. Or visit choicescenter.org. Um, that would be great. Uh, and so hopefully you can grab a baby bottle. Last week it was a little crazy with, all, with Valentine's. So hopefully if you didn't get a chance last week, you can grab one. And Cheryl's going to tell you all about it a little later after the announcements. Also, if you're at home and you're like, I can't grab a baby bottle because I, you know, I'm not able to come to the lawn for whatever reason, you can visit partnerwithchoices.org. And Bill is going to put that on the screen as well. Um, and you can just give online. You know, you don't have to grab a baby bottle. You can just uh, make a donation by credit card. That's not a problem either. Um, okay, so then also I wanted to let you know camp, winter camp, unfortunately we're not having. We talked last week. There's a district uh, transition. They're consolidating districts, so we're not able to offer an online version of camp. But youth, there's still a really great resource that's like camp. It's called Youth for Christ Turn Your Campus 2021. Um, and so that's available online. You can, um, it's uh, turnyourcampus.com slash TYC uh, dash uh, um, slash seminars. I think Bill's going to put that up on the screen for everybody. So definitely go there. There's a lot of really great breakouts um, about mental health, about uh, 
uh, intelligent design, uh, creation versus evolution, how to be a modern-day Daniel or Daniela if, for the ladies, uh, uh, or David. I don't know what the female version of David is, but I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, maybe it's Daniela. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so definitely tune into that. There's also a really great um, uh, Christian rap artist. He's 11 years old. His name is Nahoa Life. If you want to visit uh, that, it's uh, turnyourcampus.com slash TYC slash big dash room. And Bill's going to put that on the screen. The timestamp for his testimony and performance is 102.55 to 109.20. Honestly, he's got an amazing... Uh, testimonies, especially for all the uh, youth and young adults, you're definitely going to want to hear him, and he's got some really great music. Um, then today, uh, we have our youth and elementary lessons, which I'm so excited about. Uh, Sully and Karen are going to be teaching on God has something to say. Don't you know we need to be listening to what God has to say to us? Because it can protect us, especially during this time where there's all kinds of craziness. You know, God has been so good to my family and to this church, and we are just so thankful and appreciative um, even with everything going on, because we are listening to God and we're taking the steps to protect ourselves and, and to do the right thing, and God is protecting and rewarding us for it. Um, then also, Margaret is going to be teaching the uh, elementary and toddlers today on It's All Good. It's All Good. It's about the story of creation and how God made it, and he said it was all good. Uh, so definitely tune into that. She's got such a great heart for the kids, um, so you know um, you don't want to miss that. Uh, youth and young adults are on um, YouTube at 12:30, and youth uh, and elementary and toddlers are on Facebook at 12:30, um, and then everything gets loaded to both. Uh, like the youth gets loaded to Facebook, and and the elementary gets loaded to YouTube afterwards later in the day, or tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow for the youth. Uh, and then lastly, we are going to be doing some new things here at New Heart um, because uh, we haven't been able to participate in communion. We're going to start doing communion next month, starting March 7th, here on the lawn. And you can participate at home. We're going to have a time where we're able to do that because we haven't done that for a year together. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to just ask that you bring the elements on March 7th. Uh, it's the first Sunday of every month. Just bring bread and juice, any kind of juice. I mean, grape juice is preferred, but if you only got orange juice at home, bring the orange juice, whatever. Um, that's fine. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but please bring the elements on March 7th so that we can participate in communion together for the first time since the pandemic started. Um, and then also, we're going to be doing prayer on the lawn. You've heard of church on the lawn. Well, this is prayer on the lawn. How exciting. Um, it's going to be every Tuesday starting March 9th, and we're going to be meeting here at the church on the lawn at 1230. So that way we can keep praying because we want to keep in prayer. We've had a really active prayer texting group. But we want an opportunity for people to be able to come and meet and pray in person as well. Um, so with that, that's all the announcements that I have. But I'm going to invite Cheryl up to uh, tell you all about Choices. It's such a wonderful organization, and it's really special. There's really not too many places like it. Hello. I'm Cheryl Schoberg. I'm the executive director of Choices Women's Resource Center. And what I want to tell you about choices, um, first of all, if you know anybody or have uh, heard of anybody that has had an abortion, there's um, a brochure that says, 10 reasons I want an abortion. This is the most um, usual reasons why young women and young men choose abortion. And there are a few of those brochures over there, or you can call me and I can send one to you. Um, 
the, the reason why I bring this up first is because the last reason is I have to have an abortion. There's no other way. And one of the things that we find over and over again is when people come into choices thinking that they need to get an abortion and they've come there to get the free pregnancy test, the free pregnancy confirmation to you know cut down their costs on this abortion, and they talk to the counselor and they realize, wait a minute, there are other ways. So what happens when people come into choices over and over again, people tell us that they can feel the, the spirit of the Lord in the center when they walk through the door, that it is that peaceful. And instead of going to uh, an abortion clinic where they feel like they're just a number and where they're more interested in the dollars than they in are in their lives, um, they see that, number one, we don't take any money at all from them, and number two, um, that uh, we pray with them. We're, con we're interested in their lives. I've had situations where one of my client advocates has stayed for five hours to talk with a woman. She chose life at the end of those five hours. What would have happened if we were at um, an abortion clinic where they give 15 minutes per person? You know, she, she would have thought she had to go through with the abortion. Um, so there are two things, actually three, that you can do to kind of help this situation. Number one, if you know of a woman who is the age where uh, women would choose an abortion, which tends to be from um, about puberty on through about 45, um, make sure that you have maybe some of these um, little white cards or some of these really discreet black and white cards um, that uh, you have available somewhere at your business, at the grocery store, something like that, where you can just give these to people who might want them. Um, the second thing is, uh, again, Charles gave you the, the name, the phone number of the clinic, and it's easy to remember, 444 2999 <laughs> in a 909 area code. Um, so uh, you can either send them there or choicescenter.org. But if you want to know how you can help a little bit more, go to partnerwithchoices.org and look up the things about becoming a donor with money or becoming a volunteer. Either way, um, you can help to save lives that way. Um, choices. Um, little byline, if you will, um, on our cards. Um, well, of course, it's not on there. Um, it says, uh, saving lives, bringing hope, and sharing the love of Jesus. And that's what we do. And so, um, yes. Um, and, um, we, you know, we see people saved. We see people um, that, you know, have more freedom. And then the third way that you can help is if you know of somebody or you've heard of somebody that has had an abortion, generally those people um, are dealing with some emotional pain. They're dealing with some shame, some deep regret, uh, male or female. And we have um, uh, healing study programs where people can be walked through with somebody who really does care and has been through it herself or and himself, it's a it's a couple, um, and um, they uh, c 
can walk somebody through that so that that person can can receive healing and be freed from all of that. So those are the three ways that you can help to to stop um, abortion in our area in our time. Um, and thank you very much. And if you have any questions, um, I'll be over at the table afterward. Thank you. I'm going to kind of set the table for Terry to come up and give us our message on, I believe it's on love. And this is the love month, right? God, that 
나를 수유어 You are here turning lives around I worship you I worship you Even though I don't see you working, even though I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, even though I don't see that you're working. Cause that is who you are 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 Never stop, never stop Never stop are my waymaker, miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who. the Lord. What is he? He's a way maker, a miracle worker, and a promise keeper. Thank God for him. Amen. That we have a God that we can call upon, that his promises are true, that he loves us with an everlasting love. I'm so excited to know that I have a God that when I wake up in the morning, I can talk to him and tell him what I'm going through and what I need help in. And he always comes through, does he not? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for what he's doing in your life, even though you don't see him working, he is working together for our good. Amen? Well, I'm so excited today to hear from our beloved Terry McFadden Solomon. She always comes with a, a word that I, it blows me away every time I go like, How, where'd you get that from? Well, she got it from the Lord, so let's welcome her as she comes. Sister Terry. Amen. Hallelujah. Whew. 
Good morning, church. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I got a mild, a mild, uh, well, I just need to say something. And uh, I know I'm not the pastor here, but I'm going to say something. Anyway, I'm going to take a liberty because I've been around you long enough to say something. I want to speak to the members who are at home today, and you've gotten comfortable at home, and so it's easier to sit on your bed or on your couch and um, watch the service. But you know what? We live in a nation that has given us the freedom and the liberty to worship a living God. And I want you to, like, if the enemy has convinced you that from now on, this is really cool. You know, I can just sit home and, and, and the pastor in this ministry has given you uh, the freedom, okay, and uh, the liberty and this beautiful weather, okay, tents and lawn and everything. The least you can do for God, I'm okay, I know this is not my place. I'm not the pastor, but I'm so, and I'm glad I'm not the pastor because I can leave, okay, <laughs> and, and not get in trouble. But you know what? You need to make a sacrifice of praise. You need to think about, am I too comfortable sitting at home, okay? Because this past week alone, we have lost some great champions of the faith. Dr. Fred Price. Carmen, who traveled around the world, are all gone on to glory. They have finished their work, they're gone, and so many countless others. And you don't want to get up and put some clothes on and just walk across, drive a few blocks, and sit on the lawn and worship him? When it's praise time, you stand on your feet, worship him. Just go that extra space for God, that extra thing for God. Don't let the enemy make you comfortable Okay, that you're not worshiping at the level that you need to worship him. The Bible says, woe unto him who is at ease in Zion. You better be careful because it's like, uh, it's, you know, it's like uh, having a beer or smoking some weed. You know, you just get all chilled back. I know you don't know anything about that because you're saved. Okay, and you've always been saved, you know, so you don't know. But there are things that can, that atmosphere that can make us m more relaxed than we need to be. This is a very dangerous time in America and around the world. And so I, I really want you to pray and ask God to give you that enthusiasm, you know, that, that, that fire for God, where everything to you is important to God, where you want to go that extra mile. This lawn should be crowded. I mean, and I'm not talking about... I'm talking about keeping social distance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, do all that. But if we have the right to come and gather publicly to say we love God, then you need to come out of your house and be in the... Can I get an amen? Okay, can I get an amen to that? Yeah, you hear him on the parking lot? Okay, let's come back to God. Let's be more serious about coming back to God than we were before the pandemic. Okay, it's really, really important because, you know, um, our church, uh, my home church, same thing. We don't even have parking lot worship or anything. It's all TV. And, you know, a lot of times we just sit up in the bed. And I'm like, you know, something's wrong with this. Okay, this is getting too comfortable. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop, okay, before I get in trouble and the board says don't bring her back anymore and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know how people do. 
Anyway, whatever. But you get my drift, don't you? Are you ready for the word? You know what? I'm serious. I have such, had such a crazy weekend. You know, we got stopped by the police coming over here. And, um, you know, and a beautiful, God bless you, Officer Morrison. You know, he was sweet. He was kind. He was gentle. And he only held us for about five minutes. Didn't give us a ticket. Just gave us a warning. So I'm just, you know, I know, I know it's not a lot. But, you know, I'm just thankful for everything God does, great and small. No matter what. Let's say, Ron, where are you? Is Ron still here? Is he still here? Let's just stand on our feet and sing Waymaker one more time. Has he been a Waymaker for you? Has he kept you free from the virus? Has he kept your family alive? Has he fed you in the middle when people are not working? They don't have jobs, you know. Uh, they don't know how they're going to pay their rent. They don't know what they're going to do about anything, you know. And now they said they got a new virus is coming along. That's spookier than the one we had. But you know what, my God? He's a Waymaker, Ron. Yeah, come on, sing with me. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness. Out there at home. I know you may be worried about what you're going through, but guess what? He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. Promise keeper. Promise keeper. You know what? Guess what? I got a call from Pastor Chuck Canizero this week. And you know what he told me? He said, I had the complete PET scan. Hallelujah. And the doctor said, I'm cancer free from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I know the kind of medical trouble that he was in last year. But God, but God, but God, but God says he's cancer free. Now you tell me that he's not a way maker. You guys need to be shouting and jumping for joy that you still have your pastor, that you still have your church, that he still has his life. That this is not a, this is a celebration and not a funeral. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, Ron. Let's go. Thank you, Ron. We praise you and we thank you this morning, Lord, for an opportunity to, to worship you, for the activity of our fingers and our eyes and our ears and our feet and our limbs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all those. If, you, if you've ever had pain in your body and today you are pain free, you should just jump up and down and shout and give him the glory. 
Right now, God is healing somebody from migraines, from back pain, from spine pain, something in your hip. God is healing you. Hallelujah. He's healing. He'll heal toothaches. I'm telling you, there's no limit to what God will do for you when you trust him, when you believe and not doubt in your mind and not waver in unbelief. Hallelujah. God is good. He's a miracle worker. Hallelujah, Rabbah Shatahim, right now. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are healing a family out there right now of some kind of uh, rift, some kind of argument. Some children have left home, and uh, there's a lot of fighting going on. But, Father, you are our way maker. You are a promise keeper. You are a peacemaker. And we thank you, Lord, for your miracles wherever they're needed, however they're needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you may be seated in his presence. You can get back in bed now at home. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to I speak from the topic. This is still uh, the month of February, and we are at the end of uh, the love month, <laughs> as, as Brother Ron said. And so I want to talk to you um, from the topic of the love giver. Are you a love giver? Now, let me just, just say this about love. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the words that are written in your Bible would be lifted from the pages right on the wings of the Holy Spirit and make a dwelling place in the heart of everyone who hears your word today, whether they're here or far. In Jesus' name, amen. One thing that I have found about love, and I've been living for quite a while now, one thing I know, it's a lot easier. And you young people, listen to me good, young people, because I'm talking to you out on the parking lot. It's a lot easier to find love than it is to keep love and to hold on to love and stay in love. Oh, yeah, you can find somebody to make your heart pitter-patter. But let me tell you something, that's just the first phase of love. That's the first thing that draws you in. But there's another stage of love where you settle in and you bond. And whether it's parent and child, whether it's husband and wife, however it is, but love happens in stages. And so many people say, I, I just want to be in love. I just want somebody to love. I just wish I could find somebody to love. Find somebody to love. Oh, says Anyway, I wish I could find somebody to love. And then, you know, they pray and or either they go to a club. You know, people, you know, they'll do anything, you know, what they think, you know. Uh, you know, some of them do it the spiritual way. Some people go to uh, date.hotmatch.com, whatever it is, you know. Uh, uh, but however you're looking for love, you have to be prepared to keep that love, to hold on to that love, to stay on love. And I would just venture to say at this point, less than 50% of people that I know are ready to hold on to love or know how or know what the process is or know what it takes. So while you're looking for love, and a lot of us, let me tell you something, you, you, you fell in love, you're in love, you've been in this process of love for many years, but it's never really worked. You've never really figured out how to make this a home that you want to come back to every day. It's like, oh, God, guess I have to go home. 
you know, oh, God, I'd be glad when it's time to go to work so I don't have to deal with this. Okay? So you're in a relationship, but you don't know how to move love forward, how to keep it going, how to build it, how to develop it. How to get to a place when you walk into, when you're in, in the relationship, whether you're going out to dinner. You know, <laughs> yeah, have you seen these couples that go out to dinner and spite at the table the whole time? Well, your mother never did this. And well, mom, why are you talking about my mother? They're supposed to be out on a date. You know what I'm saying? And they're fighting the whole time. That's because that love is a process. It's, it's building blocks. You go from one place to another, but most of all, Charles, it's dying to self. It's dying to who you think you are as an individual and becoming who that person that you love needs you to be. And that means sacrifice. It means dying to self. And wait a minute, it's no different with God. I know who I am. I know who I want to be. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know all that. But God says, I need you to be this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean husbands, wives submit to your husbands? I, I know how to take care of myself. So even God demands that we die to ourselves and live to his purpose, live to please him, live to be a delight, live to fulfill our destiny in him. And if you don't want to die to yourself in a relationship, if you don't want to give up your point of view, your philosophy, your way of saying things, if you don't want to deal with the fact that you have issues in your life where you need healing and you won't even admit that you need to be healed, but in order to move forward, to develop, develop the building blocks of a love relationship, you got to be healed of some stuff. You know, I, I went through, personally, I went through some stuff um, when Charles and I got married, and I had been verbally abused in my family. So anybody that raised their voice at me, I would immediately go on the defensive. And I'm talking about going on the defensive in a way that I don't want to repeat how I went on the defensive and in an attempt to protect myself because there was an area in me that was broken and it needed to be healed and the trigger was someone raising their voice. And Charles raises his voice at everything. <laughs> Why is that guy parking in front of my house? Doesn't he see that that's my driveway? Look, I can't even get out my, and he's like fussing at somebody who's not even there, okay? So I had to get to deal with his personality, and we had some real blow-ups like, what are you talking, he says, I'm not yelling at you, what do you mean I'm yelling at you? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you're yelling, no, I'm not yelling. But I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm just giving you an example of us coming into relationship with broken pieces, pieces that need to be healed, pieces that need to mature. Because let me tell you something, there's a something also, you psychologists out there, it's called arrested development. And it means that something that happened to you when you were 13, you're still carrying it at 35. 
So whatever it is, whether it takes counseling, whether it takes prayer, for me it was just God talking back to me in prayer and telling me and helping me see the inside of myself where I needed healing. And, and, you know, and, 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 you know, and God said to me, that's just who he is. Deal with it. I'm like, God, I can, I can. Oh, yes, you can, because right now I'm going to give you the grace to deal with it. And you're not going to be upset when he yells at the trash man or when he yells at you, okay? It's going to be, that's who he is. I'm going to give you, and that's what we need to pray for, grace. We need to pray for the grace for that when we are in a relationship with someone and they have differences and they're not like us and there are things that they do that we don't like, that he gives us the grace to live with it. And to know how to react and respond to who they are. Okay, all right, I'm going to give you some, let's get back to the word, not to the book of Terry. Okay, I'm going to get out of that book, okay? Three things you need to do if you, when you find love, this is what you need to do to stay in love. And I don't care if you've been married a year, I don't care if you're engaged, I don't care if you've been married 20 or 30 years. You still need to revisit the love that's in your family, the love between you and your mate, you and your parents, you and your children, you and your sisters and brothers. A lot of y'all have sibling stuff going on, family stuff going on. So, hey, here's three things you need to do to stay in love. And if your daughter or your son-in-law is not around, give them this message, okay? All right, number one, Philippians three, 2, 3 and 4 says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit. How many brothers and sisters? Your sister got a new house and now, you know, she thinks she is so much, okay? You know, just do nothing. This is what we have to do to stay in love. Don't let rivalry and conceit control you. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look to his own interests, but the interests of others. And I, and I, I got to, just on a personal note, I give my husband's kudos 100% because whatever he thinks I need, I mean, he is like really, he always puts, I thank God, I hope it never changes. Lord Jesus, don't let it change. But he always, what, babe, what do you need? I said, but you know, I don't want you to have to, that, don't worry about me. What do you need? And that's what God wants you to be like. Okay, yeah, I know it's a sacrifice, but I just need, I love you. Come on, say it, I love you. And I want to know what you need. Okay, this is something else I want you to do for you are here right now. And uh, it's going to come up later, but I want you to think about it now. I want you to think about somebody who has hurt you and how love healed you. I want you to be ready to tell your story. Can you do that? Okay, just in your heart. Somebody who hurt you and how love healed you, okay? Just think about that. Keep that in the back, the ba on the back burner for now, okay? All right. But so Philippians 2, 3, and 4, look after the other, that's, that's love. That's, that's how you grow love. Do you know why I love my husband? Why I love him more is because he'll look after my interests more than his own. I love my children for that same reason, you know? I know I drive them crazy, but guess what? If I need something from one of my children, 
they will say, Mom, we'll figure it out because your interests are more are important to us and we want to find a way to help you. All right, number two. Are y'all writing these down? Can I get an amen, a hallelujah? Can I get a Baptist amen? Yeah, there you go. All right. Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. It says, therefore, as a prison of the Lord, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you are called with all lowliness, gentleness, and long-suffering, bearing one another in love. Ephesians, that's 4, 1 and 4. Here's very simple. It says, be gentle with one another. Why do we do these mean-spirited little tricky things? You know, it's, you know that's called passive-aggressive. You know, like you always give them scrambled eggs every morning, and then when they tick you off, it's a, a frozen waffle. <laughs> okay, one of those little Heath bars or something. Here, take this with you. No, 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 no. The Bible says be gentle and be long-suffering. Don't let people get on your nerves the every, over every little thing. Peter got so upset, he said, Jesus, I've just had it with this crew. How many times do I have to keep forgiving them? Seven times? and Because uh, I'm going on eight right now. How many times do I have to forgive them? And Jesus says, 70 times, 70 times, 70 times, 70. And you know why Jesus gave those numbers? Because when you love somebody and you're in a relationship with one, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime. You know, love does two things. Write this down because you're going to need it down the road. The most two important acts of love are to give. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You remember that? To give and forgive. Those are the two things you're going to be doing till Jesus comes. Whether it's your parent, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, whether it's your brother, your sister, your friend. It's a constant, ongoing situation of giving to them and forgiving them. And as you give and as you forgive, guess what's going to come back to you? They're going to, come on, they're going to do what? Give, and they're going to, you don't think you ever need to be forgiven? Yeah, all the time, somebody said. So this is the whole thing. It says, be gentle and long-suffering. Number three, are you guys doing all right out there? You doing all right? Wave from me from your pillow, okay? All right, over your kitchen table, okay? Wave your toast at me, okay? All right. Philippians, if you coming to church next week, though, right? All right? Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. You did say, yeah, I heard you. You're coming. All right. Ephesians 4.32, it says this. This is the third thing, because we're talking about going the distance with love now. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, and there it is, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Do you know how easy it is to be kind? To be kind? I mean, have you ever gone in the grocery store and somebody cuts in front of you in the line and you, wait a minute, I was here first. Be kind. Oh, no, go right ahead. Even if they're wrong, go right ahead. I have to practice that. That's not a natural instinct. My natural instinct is like, hey, the line's back there, buddy. You know, but I'm trying to teach myself to do the word. 
And the only way I can teach myself to do the word is to practice the word in my daily experiences. The only way that I can do the word is to practice the word. And so when I'm in the grocery store or some other crazy thing happens and I'm on the phone and somebody's telling me something crazy, I call Amazon and where's my package, you know, and they're like, I don't even know you and da 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 And I want to scream into the phone, you know, and I said that that number is, be kind. I'm saying, okay, let's just start again. I'm going to give you the number again because um, maybe we had bad connection or you didn't hear me. I have to practice being kind because that's when I practice with strangers guess what's going to happen in my house things in my house are going to go better because I am practicing being kind I am trying to take my ability to love to the next level hallelujah now this is the whole thing this is the whole thing you ready to go deeper are you ready so we got the three things to make love grow but now this is the whole thing. As we love, we're going to find that there are going to be some serious challenges. But I want, you to s I want you to know this. Love goes stronger and deeper when it is put to the test. I need a tissue. A tissue. Hold on, hold on one second. Just a tissue. Hallelujah. Love grows stronger and deeper when it's put to the test. Hallelujah. Love grows stronger and it grows deeper when you have to sit in a hospital room and watch somebody get a blood transfusion, watch somebody on a ventilator, and just tell them, you're going to make it, honey, you know, that then, you know, because you know what happens when, when love suffers, when it goes through changes? You appreciate it. You realize that this is something that could be taken from you at any moment. Then what are you going to do? I know you complain. I know you, but what are you going to do if this love is taken from you? And you know what? The devil will try to tell you, oh, you'll be better off when they're gone. You, you know, maybe they, you listen, don't believe the lie of the devil. It's not true. It is a lie from the pit of hell. Who God has joined together, let no man put us under. I remember once my uh, mother and father, I mean, we were like grown kids. My mother and father were having a dispute about something, and it was serious business. It wasn't just a light thing, it was everything. And I said to my mom, I said, you know what? You've been married to him all these years. Why don't you just get a divorce? And she looked at me, she says, remember when I signed for you to get that power sewing machine and you never paid me the money back? I said, yeah. Remember that time when we were moving across country and you were supposed to get us temporary housing and you forgot? You remember that? I, I should have divorced you. We don't divorce people in this family. We stay together and I'll never forget that. That was just imprinted in me. She said, what? I, if, if I was going to divorce anybody, I would divorce these four kids. <laughs> but they stay together until death. But I'm telling you, you're going to hit some real roadblocks, some real painful situations, infidelity, addiction, losing a job, 
house and foreclosure, all of those. And you can grow apart or you can grow deeper. Let, 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 me, let, let me tell you some things uh, that will put your love to the test according to the scriptures. Matthew 5, 43 says, you have heard, watch this. Now, would you just hold on to your seats because this is going to rock you a little bit, okay? But I didn't write this. God wrote it, okay? He says, you have heard that it was said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven. I know you don't want the scripture, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. It's Matthew 5, 43 through 48. It says, love your enemies. And nothing is more difficult than having an enemy in your house. And I'm telling you, I have seen children become enemies to their parents. I've had to call the police. I had to have them put out, have them arrested. Children, you know, stealing from their parents. I've seen parents misuse their children. I've seen husbands brutalize and abuse their wives. And I've seen wives abuse their husband, even if it's verbally. You're nothing. And the person that should be your friend, the person that you should be loving, has become your enemy. God says, how am I supposed to deal with this God? You've taken me out to the shallow, out of the shallows, out of my comfort zone, and into the deep. God said, yeah, but when you come out, you've got to be like pure gold. <laughs> Love your enemies. And I'm telling you, I don't have time to tell my story, but I'm telling you, God has the power to give you the power to love those who are unlovable. Bottom line. Luke 6.35, it says this, but love, <laughs> this, is, this is a tough one. It says, but love your enemies. Not only just love them, you know, love them means be nice to them. It says, Luke 6, 35 says, love your enemies and do good to them. Your husband stayed out all night down at his girlfriend's house. When he comes home, fixing breakfast. It said it's like heaping coals when you do good to your enemies. They, you're not the loser. They are the ones who have to recognize what love looks like. Now hopefully they'll imitate it. They, they would, someone's been out all night. They want to fight when they come in so they can justify the fact of what they did. God says, no, do good to them. <laughs> now this is, something, this is something for some of your family members and friends. It says, this is God talking, not me. It says, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. <laughs> can you believe this in the world? Don't go home, hey. Put the car back on the parking lot. Come on, come back. <laughs> Lend to them without expecting anything back. We've had people come to us and say, you know, I'm in a financial situation, and, you know, do you think that maybe you and Charles could just lend me to such and such? Charles said, we don't lend people money. If we have it, we'll give it to you. If we don't have it, then we don't have it but I'm not going to sit here and wait for somebody to pay me back. And then we have a fight because, you know, that didn't happen. Make that your rule. If somebody asks to borrow something from you, give it to them. 
Just give it to them. And if you can't give it to them without putting yourself, then leave it alone. Just say, I can't do it. And when I say I can't do it, it means that I don't have to give you. Maybe I can do part of it. Maybe I can do some of it. Now, now we're talking about people you love, but God says, do it for people that have been owing you money since 2009 and never paid you back. And then they came back in 2012 and didn't pay you back. He says, keep lending to them. Isn't that awful? God, are you sure about that? He says, that's what love looks like. And you know why? It says, number three, it says this. John 15 and 13. It says, greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. Is there somebody in your family or in your circle that you would die for? Me? I would die for I can I can name several people that in my family. I would it was my life for theirs? No problem. No problem. And I hate to say this publicly, but especially that little granddaughter Grace boy. You could take me any day so she could live. Is there somebody that you would lay your life down for? Because that's what Jesus did for you. He laid his life down. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Now, this is the whole thing. Jesus was betrayed. He was abandoned. Everything that a person who says, I love you, promised to do, his disciples did just the opposite. And maybe that happened in your life. Someone promised they were going to love you and they were going to be there for you. And they did just the opposite. Jesus said, I know all about that. And you know what I did after they betrayed me? I went to the cross for them. What are you going to do to take love to the next level? Because there is a reward, you know. You're not going to come out the lesser. God is always going to do something greater. When you make a sacrifice, you are planting seed in the spiritual ground. And it's going to bring a harvest. It's going to bring a harvest. And it may not happen tomorrow or the next day, but I'm believing God that every time I sowed in love, I'm going to reap more love. Hallelujah. I want to do something a little different today. I ask you, is there someone, you have a story, and it's, I don't need it to be a short story, of being hurt by love, and being healed by love. Anybody want to share? I see somebody, but I'm going to ask. Anybody want to share? You've been hurt by love, and you've been healed by love. I want you to give you a chance to tell your story. Now, I don't have a lot of time. You're going to have to get up and do this if you're going to do it. Come on, anybody. You've been hurt by love, and you've been healed by love. Where are you? You want to tell your story? Come on, I saw you. I saw you way back to have run. You got to run. Hallelujah, you got to run. Hallelujah, praise God. Here's a storyteller. Hallelujah. I just want you to know it's not just me. That God is moving on his people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on. He's coming. Got to talk real loud. Okay. All right. Now I'm on. Um, what I want to say is, um, like Terry was saying, being hurt by love. Um my son and my daughter, a uh, prime example of two who, uh, after my divorce, 
just kept falling away, falling away, falling away. And I would do everything I could to kind of buy their love. I would just keep inviting them and keep dropping everything I did whenever they had something going on. And then I would feel bad because I had to work and I couldn't be there. But as I grew and as I became stronger in Christ, and also, too, I have to give my wife a lot of, a lot of credit camera, camera. because she was the one that she was really the one that really encouraged me and said, you know, you have to look past all this and you have to give it to God. They're grown. They're adults. They're no longer children. Don't treat them as children. Speak to them as they are adults. And instead of me clamoring for their attention and instead of me continually grasping for their, for their love, I just let go. And I kept praying. And I said, Lord, soften their heart. Change me as well so that I can benefit from this and they will also. And so as time has progressed, it's still been a slow process. But one of the really benefit things about it is that I get random phone calls from my granddaughter. <laughs> and it's such an awesome thing because she'll just call me out of the blue. Hi, Grandpa. How are you? What are you doing? And we just have this conversation. And I can hear my daughter in the background. And I just laugh and I just think, Lord, I know you're changing things. Mm -hmm. Because if she didn't care, she'd be on the other side of the house. Yeah. But yeah. she's standing there listening. So I know she wants to hear my voice. I know that the Lord's working in her. I know that change is coming about. And so as I continue to pray, and again, like I said, with my wife, Sally, with her help, and that encouragement not to not let go, but continue seeking the Lord and change happens. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to share this. Hopefully it'll help someone. But uh, when I was growing up, my mom was uh, pretty loud as well and pretty demonstrative. She's Italian, and I, it hurt on the inside. And uh, so after I got saved, I went up for physical healing one time at a church service. And uh, the, man, the man of God laid his hands on me, and I just felt the love of God going up and down wow. my, my wow. soul, my spirit. Just I was stayed. I, I couldn't move. I just like, oh, my gosh, he's changing me on the inside. He gave me, like you said, the power to love. Mm -hmm. And so I went to my mom, and I told her, I go, Mom, uh, you know, you were pretty rough on me when I was growing up. And she looked at me, and she said, what do you mean? <laughs> I go, y you know, all the yelling, the screaming, the <laughs> keeping me from doing stuff. She says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I realized, like you said, Terry, that's just the way that she was raised. <laughs> that's the way she was raising me. But the Lord gave me the power on the inside to love and forgive her, and we became uh, good friends after that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just wanted you to hear a couple of love stories, okay? Can I get an amen on for the love stories? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, God wants to give you a love story. He wants you to become a love giver. A love giver. Someone who's willing to leave the shallows and all of those places where you're comfortable and be willing to be uncomfortable so that you can become a love giver. 
Let's bow our heads. Come on, stand our feet, and we're going to pray. Hallelujah. There may be someone sitting in your kitchen, your living room, your, in your bedroom, wherever you are, and you're hurting right now. And you're saying to yourself, I don't see how God can change my family. I don't, I don't see how he could fix this. But do you know that God is the original love giver? And right now, as you just raise your hands and say, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my, hear my humble cry. And while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. If you say, God, I need, to put you, I need you to put forgiveness in my heart today. Lord, I'm tired of walking around angry and holding a grudge. And Father, maybe I'm just trying to convince myself that I'm not angry. I'm not holding a grudge. But God is revealing to you now by the Holy Spirit that you are holding a grudge. You are angry. You could give more. You could do nothing. You could open your mouth and start a conversation, starting with forgiveness. Remember, love has two callings, to give and to forgive. Forgive. You're right there. Forgive. Let it go so that you can be all that God intended for you to be. Let it go. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now, Father, that you are making us love givers, that we are kind, that we are generous, and that there are people that we would literally lay down our lives for so that to protect them and to save them. Father, we thank you right now, Lord, that you are visiting our family members, Father, with deliverance, with healing, with your salvation. They know the story of Jesus, but they've never said yes. Father, would you put a yes in their hearts today that they may receive you and believe you and trust you to heal them and make them your love givers. But we ask all of this in Jesus' name. And all the people said as loud as they could, amen. Can't hear you. Amen. amen and hallelujah. God bless you. And I'll see you the next time. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, if you answered any of those uh, prayers, if you repeated them or received them in your heart, you can contact us uh, at newheart.org and hit uh, contact, and we'll pray with you further, or if you need any, any other assistance or any other prayer, we're happy to be there for you. Now, I asked uh, Sister Terry to come and talk on love, but Sister, you got a little too personal. You got a little, you got a little too, too much in the, the mix of things, but anyway, hopefully that'll help everyone. Next week, we're going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Are you a Good Samaritan? Amen? So, Father, we just thank you that as we close out today, we uh, keep our hearts open with you and keep you all the day long. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we prayed and all agreed said, amen. Rejoice 
Let all the world rejoice. There's one. Darkness tries to hide and tremble in his voice. They tremble in his voice. How great is our God. Sing to me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Age and age stand. Time is in his hands. Tremble in his voice. All the world rejoice. The God is three in one. Father, Spirit, Son, Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God. Sing to me how great is our God. And all the world will see how great how great is our God. Name above all names. He's worthy of all our praise. My heart will sing. How great is our God. Have a wonderful Sunday, everybody. We'll see you next week.